Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell. And I'm Allison Green, and today we are anxious about relaxing. is a bit ironic um, because relaxation seems like the antithesis of anxiety and in a way it is but I think people who suffer from anxiety will a know how triggering it is when people tell them to relax and b know the struggle of not having a lot of relaxation mechanisms in your sort of personal coping toolbox. So this episode hopefully makes more sense than the title uh, would make it sound, um, but you'll have to let us know. <laughs> but I, th- I think that's that's kind of anxiety in a nutshell, right? Like it, I think anybody who uh, is a longtime listener of the show and it has a little bit of anxiety in their back pocket. They'll understand what we mean by this. Yeah. And I kind of always thought that, um, you know, when it comes to relaxation or relaxing, like people just kind of thought that I should know how to relax. But like, you know, I would have really appreciated a book, you know, a small book that was like, this is how you relax. And I'm not a great uh, relaxer. I I don't even know that's a term. Is a relaxer a term? Can I be or a like, relaxer? Unless you're like a muscle relaxer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I just, I realized once I said that, I was like, are, do I want, like, is that the goal here? Like, am I looking to become a relaxer? Um, I don't know. It sounds a little too close to laxative. It, it, anyways, um, we won't go down that route, but yes, I think. Please no, please no. Yeah, definitely not. But I, I, I do, I do think that, uh, when it comes to relaxing, sometimes I, you know, it's helpful to have a partner who knows me well and is, and, and is able to say like, you need to take some time to relax. Um, and I think a lot of the things we've talked about in other episodes might come up here, like the, you know, the guilt around taking a break and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and, and not feeling you like you deserve to relax and things like that. But, you know, when push comes to shove, um, we, we kind of need to figure out strategies to relax because it's, it's not really sustainable to be in a state of perpetual agitation, um, which I think we probably both tested that theory at length, but it's not sustainable, right? No, indeed not. Okay. Um, so um, shall we backpedal a touch and do our check-in? Yeah, let's do that. So, Chris, right. on a scale of one to getting a massage from a masseuse who refuses to stop talking to you the entire time, how are you feeling today? Well, firstly, I love this scale. I'm proud of us for coming up <laughs> with it because it's it's so specific and that it's it's very applicable, I think, to this episode because it's something which should be the sort of epitome of relaxation, but there's like something getting in the way. And I think yeah. that's probably... <laughs> fairly apt um, for the way that we're going to be talking about things this episode. So um, when I look at things from a, from a purely anxiety standpoint right now, um, it's definitely not nothing. 
but um, it, it's not dissimilar from some of the recent answers I've given um, as of late, which is just continuing to try to battle through that um, lethargy right now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think the there's uh, the realization that things are going to get worse before they get better. And, you know, there can be some difficult moments when you, you kind of already feel like you're being, you know, at that edge where like you don't have a ton um, left in the reserves to draw from, but you know, you're going to need to. And, and so sometimes you just kind of, um, I think you can just wake up a little bit defeated and mm -hmm. I'm going through the motions today. And it's not that I feel especially terrible. It's, it's more just, um, I think part of me is just like understanding that I'm, I'm going to need to, uh, like almost create some emotional reserves for moving forward. So I'm like trying not to, I'm like trying not to expend too much frustration, anger, sad, all these things. I'm just trying to stay at this, like this, like void of emotion. So like lethargy in this weird way is, is uh, at least causing me not to expend too much emotion, if that makes sense. Um, so I think that's kind of where I'm at for, for like my <laughs> emotional safety. I'm just keeping things blah. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So in numerical terms, that would be like a four-ish, three-ish? Yeah, I think, yeah, like a three. I think probably blah would be four because it, yeah, bless, bless feels like four to me. Yeah. And again, it's not that I'm especially anxious, but but at the same time too, if I dig down to the the heart of, of the lethargy, you know, realistically it stems from some sort of, some sort of like, systemic uh frustration with my inability to figure out what in god's name is going to happen in the future and yeah. so i think like that's really the the um the cause of said lethargy so respecting that i would just say yeah let's go with bleh and four um and yeah i think that's probably i hope i've spoken about that in a different way so that so that some like a long time listener doesn't come every week and like let's hear Chris's version on today's lethargy. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine is usually some iteration of like wah chronic fatigue and surprise. <laughs> I'm gonna do that again today because it's fucking chronic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This turns out there's there's a thing with, with that signifier chronic yeah. where it's just uh, perpetual. At the same time, too, though, I do think the check in, you know, at the start of the episode is an important way to start off because it at least um, gives other people an opportunity to be like, at least check in with themselves for a second yeah. and, and see how they're doing. And I think it also takes ourselves immediately off of a pedestal. <laughs> so yeah, that's, exactly. That's and also I, for me, part of the reason why I like these check-ins is because it normalizes asking people how they're doing. And I think especially as like a male and female friendship, that's like something that's like, you know, really important to do. And for men, I think they don't, they often kind of get left behind in terms of being asked how they're doing. And so I think it's important to show asking, you know, like checking in with men too, because I think there's a lot of men who feel like really vulnerable but maybe don't have a lot of people checking in on them and uh i think patriarchy can kind of make men not want to ask each other how they're doing or admit that they need help so i think it's important to kind of i think women are socialized more to kind of um lift each other up and commiserate and i think it's not quite as common in men and 
by, you know, by all means, not all men, but I think it's important to kind of just normalize checking in with one another, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. And it's funny you actually mentioned that because there is still some small part of me that's just like, while I'm talking, you know, there's some small part of me that's like, Chris, Chris, stop answering this honestly. You're a man. You're a man. (laughs) Whereas I think women are so, we're so socialized to just kind of spill our hearts. And of course, like, you know, we can sometimes we can sometimes be quite self-protective at times, but generally I have no, you know, qualms about just like letting it all hang out emotionally speaking and just being like, well, I feel like total garbage because it's something I'm really used to doing with my friends, like on a really consistent basis. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's important and that's why we do it. Even if it might be slightly repetitive at times, mostly because, our circumstances are incredibly repetitive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, like down the line, perhaps it'll be less repetitive. But right yeah. now, it's like, well, um, <laughs> there's been a time warp. A week has gone by, and now I'm yeah. sitting in the same place, and we're talking again. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I on that note, I shall ask you how you're doing in the form of our uh, our famous scales, our world our chatty masseuse scale. scale. Yeah, exactly. So, on a scale of one to getting a massage from masseuse who refuses to stop talking during the entire time. Um, how you feeling? Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. My anxiety is pretty minimal. Anxiety-wise, I'm probably a two or a three. Mostly today was just kind of like just the drop part of the roller coaster. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, just a very specific like a wee, section. Like a wee, wee way or like in No, like a, but yeah. like for someone who's afraid of it or just doesn't okay. like it. But yeah, right. just like starting off high and just ending really low. So I don't know. I had like, I had a good morning. It was snowing and like I got kind of like that like childish glee that I was able to sort of cultivate that I can't always, you know, muster up. And I even, I think you would be so proud of me, Chris. I literally went out on my balcony with a cup of tea and just sat and watched the snow for like five minutes and like semi meditated and just like was present and was just like, like just looking at the snow from like different angles and like looking up the sky and then looking at it passing across the buildings and just like really just like observing the snow. It was, it's very unlike me who's like usually like way too focused on doing like a million different things and having no awareness of her environment um so that was really nice and then um my husband had to run run an errand and so like I had like a whole like two hours of like a home home time home alone time and I almost felt like Macaulay Golgan like you know when he first realizes (laughs) his parents are out the house (laughs) 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 except like I was just like smiling about doing the same things that I would normally be doing but alone (laughs) 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 Um, and then I don't know just like I it kind of hit me like in the middle of the day. Like I was actually like totally cool with like relaxing. I'm like, it's way more important that I enjoy these like few hours of like, you know, no one in the apartmentness because it's so rare that it that's more important than getting to work. So like I actually did allow myself to relax in the morning and like didn't make it like mean anything about myself. And then for some like I started trying to work at like three or so in the afternoon. 
finished one little thing and then I was just like hit with a complete wave of just like bone level fatigue just like I was just suddenly completely exhausted and it's weird because I didn't really exert myself you know today normally if I have such a drop like that it's because like I overexerted myself but I definitely didn't do that today and um yeah, so just sort of, I get really frustrated uh, when that happens because it just feels like a rug has kind of been pulled out from under me. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been kind of like, not anxious, but just really irritable. You know, like I cooked dinner mm-hmm. and things didn't quite go 100% right. Like the rice was slightly underdone and the eggs weren't steamed properly. And I was just like, you know, just kind of harumphing and feeling kind of cranky and... I'm just tired, you know, so I wouldn't say any of that is particularly related to anxiety, but just kind of a general like how I'm doing. So I think it's just a touch of the old friend chronic fatigue mixed with a little bit of the old buddy depression just poking her dash, head in. It's a dash, of de- dash of depression? Yeah, dash depression. Just checking in <laughs> being like, hey, bitch, you seem kind of good lately. Like, I. Can I- I warm my way in here and just like plant a shit nugget in your head so you can just like ruminate about something awful for for no reason. I've come here to humble you in every respect. Uh, it seems like you're doing too well. Well, I, I think that's uh, that's definitely something we're all combating right now too. It's you know uh, anxiety and depression are our old friends, and uh, you know sometimes anxiety and invites depression over without you knowing. And yeah, you're just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just- ADHD brings too many poppers to the party, and you know, that's then, <laughs> then that's it. That's it. Then, then that's it. You're you're going down that path. I wanted to say I, I liked uh, you picturing the down part of the roller coaster because I I really pictured you know when they take that picture of you when you're going down the roller coaster. I pictured you like ah like in in sheer terror yeah of the roller coaster yeah and, that uh, sums up my face at pretty much like 5 p.m today i was like the- yeah, that, <laughs> yeah yeah so that's and i also was thinking to myself too that i am actually actually happy when in, in, in a little bit of depth there because it does speak to the fact that you know in, in some sense giving a number uh one number for the day it can sometimes be inadequate because of the mm-hmm. emotional volatility involved with uh, mental health. And so probably realistically, you know, the scale is, is not even really related to the day. I mean, you might've yeah. been a one when you first woke up and then you're up two later or whatever. It's always changing. Right. And, and I think everybody who, um, who experiences some semblance of anxiety, depression or what have you will know that uh, it can very much be like, it's a sunny day. And then, you know, uh, the forecast is calling for uh, nothing but sunny skies all day, looking great. And then all of a sudden there's a thunderstorm and you're like, I did not see that coming. I will yeah. be honest. Yeah, exactly. So really, if we were being more specific, I guess we'd say right now instead of yeah, today. At this very, at this ex- very moment at 2.06 <laughs> Eastern time. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah. yeah that would be exactly. a little more specific, but maybe more annoying not quite well. so natural yeah i don't think we i don't think we go down that path yeah uh, but i think we do go down the path of getting the episode started before people start to send us angry dms on our social media channels yep. um so where shall we start with this whole relaxing thing i guess the the big thing is 
trying to ascertain, you know, on one level, how we can be better relaxing. On the other hand, why relaxing, you know, makes us anxious in the first place. There's plenty of places we can start. Um, did you have a place you want to start or did you want to throw it back to me and um, force me to come up with something on the spot? Yeah. Well, I first just wanted to ask, like, how do you relax? Like, what is re- what is actually relaxing to you and what is not relaxing to you? That's actually a, a deeper question than it should be. Um, it's a more sort of, <laughs> uh, it's a question I have to think about really because I can't say that I actually knew how I was relaxing uh, much before, but I've had a year to look at how everything affects me and I've figured out what is and isn't relaxing for me. I think the first thing that I recognize for myself is that when I'm most relaxed is when I'm with others. So you can imagine yeah, the, the, the past little while, not great for Chris's relaxation. <laughs> um, and, and the reason that is, and, and of course, I've spent some time thinking about this too, but the, the reason that I, at least I've come up with, and perhaps an esteemed uh, psychologist would, would come up with something else, but the reason I've come up with, with that is because um, I think I'm relaxed with others because I'm hyper engaged and interested in what they're saying and what's going on. And it's the opportunity for me to get out of my own head. And it seems like if there's a commonality with, with relaxation, it's providing myself a legitimate chance to, to get out of my own head for a second and envelop myself in something else. And so that can look like a really good conversation with somebody when I'm catching up. Um, It can look like, um, a good meal that I'm trying to really appreciate. It can look like a good book that I can get lost in, but for Mm -hmm. the most part, relaxing for me is intentionally um, giving myself a chance to, to halt the train of thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the chance to immerse yourself in something that's not your brain. And it's like repetitive parade of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's not even that I'm always successful at that you know sometimes i make the mistake of choosing the wrong book you know i'll think to myself well reading is relaxing and then i will read a book that's like (laughs) business related and it's like how (laughs) you know like it's like uh the you know i'm reading the intelligent investor right now but benjamin graham and it's like that's not exactly the book you want to read at 11 12 at night after (laughs) a day of work right so i'm but i have to be careful with that kind of stuff because I can very easily accidentally start working again, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh, yeah. um, where, where I will, I'll think to myself, okay, well, reading is relaxing. That's what the way I've filed that for myself. But then I, uh, you know, I start reading a book and then realize, yeah, it's not even a relaxing book. And I'll get anxious that I'm not relaxed enough or whatever. And the, the same is probably true to some extent when it, as it relates to movies as well. Yes, uh, you know, watching a movie is relaxing, but then I can get anxious about whether what movie is going to be relaxing. And then I get into that, like, unable to choose mode. And then Brie is like, this is is larger than life now. Um, (laughs) This we're just choosing a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And is there something in particular that should be relaxing but isn't relaxing for you that's actually a really good question something that should be relaxing that isn't for me 
Well, I think it's really just kind of, there's this like underlying mode I have where I kind of feel like the hourglass is always turned over and I'm trying to make the most of every single moment of every single day. And so the book that I'm reading is going to be added to a list of books and the documentary, like all of these, I'm always striving towards something which sort of accidentally becomes a big goal that overshadows everything else. And so I think my, my challenge for myself when I'm relaxing is to do things that are relaxing without, without anything else attached to that. Because I think things become, they go from relaxing to, you know, less than relaxing when I notice that I'm accidentally like speed reading this book on something that's business related so that I can add the book to a list because I want to read 52 books this year and you know, whatever it is, right? Like I just need to make sure that I'm um, kind of cutting ties from everything being goal oriented and just like yeah. doing things for the sake of doing things. Mm -hmm. um, concerts were really good for me in the past because not that a concert is necessarily you know, relaxing, but it is enveloping. Like yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't there thinking about something else. So I have to be really weary just the way my brain is wired that I'm not doing something which on the surface seems relaxing, but underneath I've got innumerable narratives that are really battling the relaxation that could be happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. What about yourself? I feel like I've talked uh, a fair bit about that and offered a few things, but I'd be curious to hear, I guess, just start broadly with your relationship to relaxation and perhaps what makes you anxious to it. And, and of course, anything that I said, I'm not sure exactly what would or wouldn't resonate, but um, fire away. Yeah. Um, so for me, I have a really hard time identifying like what is actually relaxing. Um, it feels like a concept I'm still getting acquainted with and I have a hard time sort of differentiating between like what's relaxing and what's numbing you know what I mean yeah. like um am I relaxing when I have a glass of wine at the end of the night or am I numbing and like mm -hmm. am I relaxing when I put on a stupid show for like the billionth time or am I just numbing and not wanting to be or procrastinating like, or something right yeah like, and it's like am I just like unnecessarily placing a value judgment on relaxing by like accusing myself of numbing I don't know like <laughs> you see, know this, maybe this is where it becomes like a chicken and the egg thing too where yeah. it's like am I am I negating any relaxing potential by questioning if every damn thing is relaxing you know what I mean yeah exactly so it's kind of hard for me to to pinpoint something that like I can specifically say like oh I know this is relaxing you know and another thing that I struggle with and I think a lot of people with depression will relate is sort of not really knowing how to differentiate between like rest and relaxation and this sort of seductive depressing lethargy that kind of can settle in where maybe you start out relaxing, but then it's like, you know, four hours go by, you haven't moved or really done much. And then you start to really just, you don't feel relaxed at all. You feel agitated and 
kind of have low self-worth and that sort of thing. So for me, relaxing always feels kind of like I'm stepping on mud that I don't know if it's quicksand or not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, have you seen the show Big Mouth? Um, you know what? I have tried to watch it because I have a slight obsession with Jason Manzukas. It's weird. Okay. Don't ask me about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't. No one understands it. Le- least of all myself. Um, literally blushing as I'm saying this. <laughs> but I just, I just don't like the show. I don't know. I just like, I find the, I think it's like the character voices. Like, I think I get a little too, um... I find them a little too grating and I have trouble like listening to their voices. I'm like that with yeah. some, with some things, like I'm very sensitive to sounds. So. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not one of the diehard fans of the show. I think there's, to me, some of the episodes are hit and some of the episodes are miss. And there's always a few moments in each episode where I'm like, okay, I guess you could say that, but that's even necessary. It's like explicit for the sake of being explicit sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, anyways, if I, if I'm not careful, I'll turn this into um, a review about Big Mouth. So I'm, I will get back to my point, which was that it's it's funny you mentioned the the allure of depression because one of the characters she is in, uh, I guess she's in grade eight or something like that, and this like the depression arrives, and and the the character they use to to showcase depression is this like really like pudgy um slow talking alluring purple cat that's like oh you don't want to do that i think it's better that you just roll over and lie here with your eyes closed for 30 hours like yeah and she's basically any t- like there, there are several moments where the character is like like trying it's a battle like the character's like no i'm gonna i'm gonna get up and and do something and then the cat sort of appears and it's like oh honey like that's too much. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's like this, this cat with a Southern draw. <laughs> I mean, that is fairly accurate to my experience of depression. It's like this, like kind of like false friend who is like, just like secretly telling you like really shitty things, but like you're so <laughs> gaslit into thinking that they're taking care of you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's the, the, what, what you talked about before, which, that line there between like, okay, so this is relaxing and now this is numbing. And I guess it's just a matter of like, just trying to be self-aware of that. It's it's not, it's kind of an easier said than done and probably depends on uh, your mindset in general. I, I know for me, just there are some times when I'm seemingly really quite able to look at what I'm, what I'm mentally like my, my sort of what I'm cognitively going through and, and, and pick that apart and be like, Oh, like that worry seems excessive, probably tied to anxiety, so on and so forth. And then there are other times where it's kind of that quicksand you're talking about where you can't really, um, you're more just focused on getting out of the quicksand. You're not really able to look at, um, you know, what you're going through as much as try to get through what you're going through, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I think, uh, for me, especially this year, work has kind of been like my safe place where like, you know, I feel fairly confident about like my ability to do my job. And while of course, like haven't had the easiest year, it's still a place where like I show up feeling competent, you know? And it's like when it, when I try to relax, that's where I feel really incompetent. And Mm -hmm. like sometimes 
I just can't relax or as soon as I unoccupy my mind with work, I start going into like a anxiety tailspin. And so it's like, it almost makes me just want to keep like working and working because it's like, well, I don't really have any hobbies or particularly exciting interests that are like very engrossing. Like most of my interests are just like consuming things like food (laughs) or, or Netflix or whatever. And so sometimes it just feels almost like safer to just like put my head down and work. But I think part of what's happening with my fatigue is it's like, this is just my theory and it's, it's, backed up by literally no science whatsoever (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I think my fatigue is almost like my body forcing me to relax and rest it's like um you're a crazy person who (laughs) never stops and is terrified of being still and it's really exhausting us and that's why all your nerves are blasting away like it's fucking new year's eve and there's fireworks and we're just gonna make you feel like shit until you finally relax for a little bit okay it's like my body trying to give me a tranquilizer but it just threw nerve pain so (laughs) (laughs) i think that's i think that's very a very apt point actually i will um, as somebody with with uh, no scientific background and an English literature degree, I will <laughs> wholeheartedly stamp that approval on that on that theory. Uh, but I do think it's true because I, I feel like I go through some of the same thing where it's like sort of like a defense mechanism where it's like shut down or we will shut you down. It's like the yeah. it's like the food inspector coming to your restaurant being like <laughs> you're not you're not you're not doing things up to snuff. We see you're cutting corners. <laughs> and they just they just shut you down you get a conditional pass until you get your shit back together <laughs> <laughs> you get that like in new york it was like a c meant that they failed the first time but hadn't been shut down yet so you never went into a restaurant every beef patty joint in toronto had a conditional pass <laughs> you know, like, just kept going <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i think that's that's about right though like you know your body is smarter than you give it credit for and a lot of the times I feel like it realizes things that your brain doesn't yet and it's like your body trying to sort of be the messenger and that's what anxiety is a lot of the time right is like your body going into overdrive trying to send messages to your brain that your brain is ignoring because it's you know wrapped up in a million other things and uh anxiety is your body being like but wait this is important this is important so like i'm gonna make your heart beat really fast and make you feel like really shitty so that you pay attention to me and then your brain's like oh fine okay what am i looking at now you know so there is definitely a brain body connection there yeah and that's why that's that's sorry do you want to continue that no i was just gonna like it didn't feel like a place to stop so i was just gonna say another random sentence to like you know but that it was just gonna be incredibly repetitive so i feel like i need to i feel like i'll I'll hop in then um i just wanted to actually speak to what you're talking about like that physical side of things that's kind of why i do really believe that there is some power with um you know substances that can be helpful for you i'm talking specifically about like cbd in this instance Mm -hmm. um you know and again this is not like coming from a 
medical background where I'm telling people they should go ahead and do this, that, and the other. Everyone needs to find their own path. But I do think sometimes, you know, that brain body connection is a little bit messed up and you, you really need to find a way to like calm down a little bit and, and relax and, you know, CBD can be helpful in just calming that. I mean, some people I know, you know, have like found like a glass of wine can do that for them. Um, everyone needs to find their own path, but, but sometimes sending that little signal to yourself um, can be helpful. I mean, I know this is like a, a somewhat random example, but um, I used to, when I used to play golf, I used to get stressed out um, that like, I just, you know, I wasn't playing the best round of my life every round, which for some reason I thought was an attainable goal. So, you know, I found that, uh, you know, really this came from the fact that I was spending almost no time outdoors and I I was doing almost nothing fun. And I was like, well, you know what? Like I, at least for these couple of hours, I need to make sure that I'm having a good time. And it's like, I ought to relax and not be so damn stressed about doing my best. So I, uh, I had like a dropper of CBD and, 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 uh, it, it calmed me down. I was really able to enjoy the game and enjoy being outdoors and what have you. And I think that's, you know, that's not the only instance I would recommend for people to consider using it. But the point being there, there are some instances where, you know, we do have some fallback if we're really, really unable to relax. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that would be for some people. I know, you know, there's, I don't know if it's zinc or whatever, but there, there are some um, different uh, compounds. I don't know exactly what you would say, but there are, there are some, you know, known comments. Supplements. Yeah, supplements, and um, there are also like some known foods that are are apparently you know considered really calming and and so on and so forth. So I should probably do some more research in, into that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the mind body connection is 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 real, uh, yeah. as exemplified by the fact that you can take a droplet of CBD or what have you, and it and your entire body can be calmed down, and your your mind follows mm-hmm. suit. Yeah. You know, as your as your heartbeat slows and so on and so forth. Definitely. I've also had really positive experiences with CBD and I'm someone who cannot handle THC. Like it makes me kind of lose my mind. I get super paranoid. So um, Mm -hmm. CBD is like really nice for me because it just, it almost just feels sort of like a very like low key muscle relaxer. Like I literally do feel my muscles relax. And um, I've also found uh, kava kava to be quite helpful as well, though um, people will have to do their own research into it because I think there's some contraindications with liver function. But my aunt's super into like herbs and uh, kind of Eastern medicine and that sort of thing. So I've definitely learned to appreciate the that, you know, the spectrum of things that can help is wide and not limited to like uh, pharmaceuticals versus plant-based medicines. Like everything can potentially be helpful or harmful. It's just a matter of, you know, looking into it, weighing pros and cons and, and doing your research and seeing how things work for your individual body. That's right. Yeah. Just respecting your own individual journey in that, in in that instance and, that's kind of why I mentioned that before. It's the, like, I always think about, there's like a certain moment if I'm li- if I ever listen to a podcast about like 
you know, that starts to fringe on the edge of financial advice, someone always hops on like, just so you know, this is not, uh, do not take this advice to the stock market. Like, I think it's yeah. the same thing where you're, we're talking in the sense of like, well, this is something which has worked for me and, and you can explore whether that would work for you, but it's not that sort of, like, I don't think there exists um, such a thing in the world of anxiety of, of hardened advice. And it's the same thing too, you know, if you're talking about medication and so forth, I've, I've had in the past where I've tried a medication that might work for somebody else or what have you, or tried something which might work for somebody else. And it just makes me extremely fatigued or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and it's kind of um, your job to figure out how you're responding to, to, to those different, um, different things. And, and I guess at the end of the day, figuring out like, is this relaxing for me or is this inhibiting relaxation? Yeah. And also those things can change over time too. Like, Good point. like point. THC used to be very relaxing for me. And now it's like, I will probably have a panic attack if I ever smoke again. And, um, you know, like alcohol used to be like very like relaxing for me and I could have a couple drinks. And now because of other medications I'm on, I'm super sensitive to alcohol and it's usually just not even worth it to drink. So, um, it can definitely be, you know, you just, that's why it's really important to constantly check in with yourself and ask how are things interacting in your body, whether that's like substances, whether that's like situations or feelings or thoughts that you're having, like how is everything showing up for you? And just like checking in with that, you know, like just being present for knowing what's going on with yourself is like something that's an important process because I think with anxiety, we can kind of distance ourselves from our bodies and experiences because it can be kind of painful to exist in your own body because it's like so overwhelming at times all the sensations and feelings that you get but yeah. I think it's important to draw yourself back in and not always just kind of try to keep yourself at arm's length being whoa I don't know what you're doing over there it's important to kind of like open the door and see like okay like is the house burning like no okay I can go in for a little yeah. bit okay like okay, these things are, these things are okay. These things are not okay. All right. Now let's like close the door and figure out what to do. So you've, you've obviously um, mentioned a metaphor, which has of course piqued my interest um, because house. I'm yeah, the house metaphor that returns over and over again <laughs> for this podcast. But I, I think you're, you're actually quite right. And I think actually when I think about um, the house metaphor as it relates to my own anxiety journey I think sometimes there's, there's one thing that you kind of like you're not feeling quite right and then another thing comes up and then you have a headache on top of that and then you I don't know you feel sore for some whatever there's all of a sudden there's like a myriad of things going on and instead of pausing and being like okay deep breath I can fix the faucet I can change the light bulb I can you know, fix the floor and so on and so forth, your immediate reaction is to throw up your arms, your arms and be like, okay, burn the house down. That's, I think Commit that arson, be... change your name, board a plane, never return. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, I guess that's the panic attack, right? Where you're like, yeah. burn it down, baby. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm never going back there. It doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's up. I think that metaphor holds up. Yeah. Um, another thing that I did want to mention just as far as myself and something that's been helpful for me and I think we're fine to go forward like a slip in a little bit of tips and so on and so forth throughout I think the last couple of episodes we've kind of haven't even really had to do that 
yeah. um, tip section because we've done it organically and people seem to be liking it. So let us continue. I was going to mention that I found some solace in thinking of relaxation um, or, or releasing some of the anxiety I have towards relaxation with just not being so aggressive with the time blocks I give myself or creating an artificial rush when there's just not necessary at all. Yeah. And I realized that for the longest time and still something I have to battle, I'm just rushed to do the next thing, but the next thing is not time sensitive. And right. so this can be as simple for me as saying, okay, I'm gonna take a shower. And um, instead of rushing for literally no apparent reason, which is that's my modus operandi, that's, that's the way I normally function, I will, you know, stop, you know, stop and take a moment and realize like I, uh, after I've gone through like the muscle memory of the shower, be like, okay, well, I'm just going to like literally feel the hot water on my head and count to 30. And that is something, you know, like that's what I think of that's the way I can actively combat some of the anxiety I have around relaxing by being like reminding myself that the time frame I'm operating on or the way I'm feeling is self-generated. And literally, you know, the only, uh, <laughs> the worst case scenario is like, if I'm in there for like 18 minutes, eventually Brie would be like, did you drown? Like, are you, are you alive in there? Um, but literally other than that, there's no, you know, there's no, there's nothing else to, to, to worry about as it relates to that. So except I perhaps your eating bill. Except yeah, that too. And like <laughs> coming out like as like a prune man. Like I don't yeah. want to do that either. So so yeah. I think all of these things I'll take into consideration. But I I, I need to, to be better at taking that sort of understanding and applying it elsewhere. I'm so conscientious of the hourglass that's turned over that uh, I feel like I need to fit everything into this finite schedule, but, but relaxing yeah. it for me is like just finding ways to smash the hourglass. <laughs> I think one of the problems is that we tend to think of relaxation as a diversion from the like very serious, very important stuff you need to be doing and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. But in actuality, relaxation is more of an investment that you're paying into being able to kind of perform at the levels that you want to and show up in yeah. other parts of your life. Yeah. And because capitalism has kind of like infected our brains so much, like a very nasty parasite. Is this it, where you're going to do the, the pitch to start our cult? Yes. <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah. Um. It's just like... <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, I, totally, I couldn't resist. Please <laughs> continue. Down the problem, so give it all to us and uh, we'll take the parasite out of your brain. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but I think there's obviously some great things about capitalism, how it can help you, you know, buy things you enjoy, blah, blah, blah. But I think there are lots of really pernicious side effects of it. And especially in North America, um, there's sort of this like Puritan work ethic, productivity first mindset where you're almost like a machine to produce mm -hmm. as much content or work hours or, you know, whatever 
you know, variable you measure your output in, it's almost like, well, how can you do more of that? How can you become more of like a productivity machine, right? And so relaxation feels kind of like going against your wiring in a way. And so I'm starting to kind of like re-examine my relationship with that and my relationship with, you know, capitalism and desiring to like constantly like acquire and accumulate in terms of like setting goals that are always based on like propelling myself upwards financially and sort of like, well, is that really what's going to bring me kind of peace and happiness? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right. I feel like constantly striving upward, you never really have a, a, a kind of a place where you can just kind of say, like, relax into it and say, this is the groove. This is where I am now. Like, I, not like you want to stop working forever, but like, I don't need to strive and hustle and grind like so constantly. And I think it's kind of our work culture where you are supposed to sort of give up the best years of your lives in order to retire. I think we kind of look at that sort of with like relaxing as well. Like, no, you're not supposed, you, you have all this not time yet. at the end of your life to relax. Like, when yeah. you're gonna, like, and me age 31 feeling like a, you know, bag of bones that's been run over by a car. I'm like, how am I even going to be able to enjoy myself? <laughs> at that age so i might as well fucking relax now you know like <laughs> oh god i want can you change all your social media headers to that allison green a bag of bones who's been run over by a car oh my gosh that yeah. is priceless a lot of so, good points there though cult cult stuff aside yeah so what do you think of my anti-capitalistic screed have i have i convinced you to join to join the red coalition i don't know yes absolutely and i think uh and i think you know it's it's a really good value because you can join now for nine no i'm just kidding um (laughs) yeah i have that propensity that's built into me to always be you know bigger better faster stronger etc etc um there is a lot of power in in uh, finding satisfaction and figuring out what enough looks like i think i'd be more relaxed if i you know could, could tap into that mindset a little bit more and it's something i'm working towards and and striving towards and you know i at, at the very least i understand why i'm unable to relax and, and it you know it's tied to that it's also tied to this notion that uh you know for some reason i don't think i should ever have to encounter boredom my my separation is between like am i am i bored or am i relaxed or like how does it and i'm always trying to quench boredom you know god forbid um uh, i walk without a podcast and so on and so forth but um actually you know there's plenty of argument to be made for a lot of the great thinkers of the past you know they had just ample time to ruminate on things and i wonder if i give myself enough time to ruminate on things and and would i be more relaxed if i had had that time and and i guess you know I, i have to discover a little bit more would that give me more peace um and how would that affect my relaxation? And and so this is a, kind of an interesting topic for me that I'm anxious about relaxing because it's one of these topics that I'm, I'm still very much in discovery mode for understanding how I can better relax and what mm-hmm. relaxation looks like for me and how my anxiety is related to relaxation because they're really, really intertwined 
And I think probably more so than almost any other topic for me, um, or at least a lot of other topics that we've covered, it, it has a lot to do with trying to take the time to figure out how my character is related to relaxation and achievement and so on and so forth. And then of course, you know, capitalism, as you mentioned, and how much of that's trained and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time too, I think it's really healthy to take the time to try and break some of this stuff apart and mm -hmm. figure out how I, how I am relating to it. And also try to think about, you know, I, I think even just um, talking throughout this episode, spending an hour talking about what this looks like for myself will, you know, enable me to, to move forward and think, hopefully just to even just remove some, some of that guilt. I think pr probably something that you had said that strikes me the most is just realizing, you know, relaxing is, is not, not something that we try to incorporate when we've finished with everything else. It's something we need to prioritize so that everything else is a little better too. Yeah. It's not, it's the foundation. It's not like the glue between the bricks. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not like some peripheral. Yeah. It's not some peripheral thing where it's like, yeah. you know, if you, if you look at, um, you know, people who never re relax, I mean, there's, there's a breaking point there. <laughs> um, you know, it's, and it catches up with you. Uh, hence the comment you made before about your body being like, it's shutdown time, baby. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you're, and you're like, okay, time to crumble on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Like Wicked Witch of the West style. You know, you just, you just, you just the clothes are left. You're just, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious. Is there any other direction? Are there any other directions that you wanted to take it in? Were there any other comments you wanted to make uh, related uh, to it? Yeah. I just wanted to like share this one anecdote. Please. Yeah, it's sort of a, a thought pattern I caught myself in um, a couple years back where I was like, whoa, that's problematic. When I was getting like a massage, I would always get um, a massage while thinking of work and being like, okay, you can go get like a one hour massage and you're going to have like a, you know, a business brainstorm. This was in Southeast, like, when you were in Southeast Asia, right? Yeah, yeah. When I was living, like, you know, um, traveling out of a suitcase and, you know, being a digital nomad and whatnot, like, I'd always get, you know, massages because they're like, you know, six or eight bucks an hour. So I'm like, all right, I can invest in, in that for myself. But then, like, I actually couldn't even because, like, I would, like, let my body get massaged while my brain was like, okay, you know, like, business business plan like what are you gonna do like what's next on your agenda my mind would just go absolutely crazy and like think constantly and it wasn't an unpleasant thing it was actually like really like it felt very pleasant you know like it was really you know just it feels nice to have someone massage you and I was like getting excited about you know what I was thinking about and like whatnot so it wasn't like necessarily a harmful feeling or whatever but I realized there's sort of a subtext to it that was like problematic which is like even when I realized that I deserved to relax my body I didn't believe that I deserved to relax my brain mm -hmm. I still felt like my brain needed to be like firing in all cylinders even when I was literally paying to relax mm -hmm. and I kind of was like Oh shit like why is it that 
you can't even relax without feeling like you need to be doing something productive during the relaxation. And uh, I don't know, that just kind of strikes me as something, because I love massages. Like, it's something that, um, even though I'm a rather frugal person, it's something that I've always um, seen as something that I, like, invest in frequently just because of, you know, different pain issues that I have. And also, I just find it, like, really... uh, like relaxing and restorative, but um, something that like one of the first thing, like when, when I think about, you know, what am I excited about? Like after, you know, uh, the pandemic ends, it's like restaurants and not caring where people sit next to me, massages and travel and mm-hmm. in a different, you know, in different orders, depending on the day, but those are some <laughs> of the things that I'm like most excited about. Um, yeah. Anyway, So yeah, I just found that like kind of bizarre and that was, one of the points where like I finally had that realization where I was like, Oh, this is something I kind of need to like address. Yeah. yeah. Or be, be cognizant of. Yeah. I think, but that, um, that realization strikes me as uh, worth holding on to just you, of course, mentally do deserve to relax. It's the same way that, um, so one strategy that I have for trying to relax, um, is that I'll try to tether myself to something that's like, in the present. Uh, so for example, um, watching, watching sports on TV. Um, I know that, uh, it's just happening now and, uh, it's going to be over at 10 PM or whatever it is. And so, you know, I ought to give myself some like the attention, uh, my attention to that and just like chill out and, and relax because, you know, as of at 10 or 1 PM, this is no longer on. And so there's something about that in the way that like a movie, which I could pause and, and move to the side or whatever. Um, there's something different about the fact that it's, it's on now. It's, you know, it's, there's something in the present. It forces me to try and be present. And if I'm not careful, I'll try and do work while I have the game on or whatever. Um, but it's kind of my job to, you know, if I want to do something else while, while I'm, uh, watching sports or something like, you know, stretching is probably a better, a better use of my time, you know, especially if I've worked like 12 hours that day or whatever it is, like you, you do need to give yourself that reprieve. So that's something I try to be cognizant of, but I know that um, I'm I'm while I'm not the massage aficionado that you are, I am I am very uh, familiar with the idea that like you're always you're always on, you know you and 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 again like the when things are always on uh, they literally in the world of electronics you look at the things that are kept on all the time eventually they 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 t- tend to have a you know some electrical failures going on yeah. <laughs> my MacBook Air isn't faring so well because i never turn it off it's like oh oh okay we turn you on oh 80 percent battery oh sorry uh five percent oh zero like it's basically <laughs> like it needs to be plugged in constantly or it's just like jk that like 80 percent wasn't even a thing i'm at one <laughs> just get it yeah that's been a problem for a while for you actually so i'm i'm yeah. uh i'm encouraged you've kept it going because i i know yeah. at the beginning you were very much on life support and i'm like i'm i'd rather replace it in the states just because electronics are a little cheaper over there but yeah. um yeah we'll see Fair we'll enough. see how long it holds on Yes. Well, if, um, if episodes of the show stop coming out immediately, you'll know what happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the computer bit the dust. So I think that's probably a pretty good place to wrap up unless you had anything else final 
um, that you wanted to go over, which is totally fine too. Uh, no, I think I covered all my all my points. Sweet, yeah. I guess the the, the last thing for me that I just wanted to mention uh, that would you know possibly qualify in the tip section is just it's just to think about uh, you know different times which might be more relaxing for you. Um, I know that relaxing in the morning is just it's really hard for me because I think about all the things that I have to do. And so it's much better for me to think about how I can relax it in the evening or at night when I've already, you know, quote unquote accomplished things. Um, So, you know, I, I put a lot of my, you know, quote unquote relaxation activities, reading, so on and so forth in the evening uh, when I've sort of, you know, I'm not checking email, I'm not on call, so to speak. So I would just encourage people to think about what time works for them for relaxing it could be totally opposite for somebody else. If you know you're a person who works well in the afternoon, perhaps the best time for you to relax is when you wake up in the morning and you go for mm-hmm. a nice long walk. Like that could be perfect for you. Everyone's very different. But um, that's one thing I would just say is just to encourage people to think about, you know, for some people, for example, you know, myself, relaxing in the morning, it's just um, not necessarily a recipe for success, but relaxing at night is a possibility. So, yeah. There you go. Nice. Nice. I definitely need a little bit of time to relax in the morning. Just otherwise I feel if I just like hurdle myself into the day, it makes me feel super burned out really fast. And like it just doesn't work well for me. So I try to take like an hour in the morning to like slowly boot up and get ready. And that's usually. Yeah. We've talked about the Dell, the 98 Dell. um, Later, (laughs) later. But I, I, I'm not totally dissimilar. I, I've taken more time. I, I'll wake up and do like a brief sweep of email on my phone and stuff, but then I'll throw on some sports highlights and have a cup of tea and sort of, you know, get uh, ready to get into that zone. I, I, I wouldn't fare very well if I woke up and three minutes later I was at my desk. Yeah, some with... people can do that. It depends Maybe. on the weekend. I can um, if I want to, but uh, and, and some days – you know, if I'm webinars or whatever, there's something else on, like, I, I don't mind it, but uh, it's all dependent. Yeah. So um, I think we've covered that pretty well. I mm-hmm. I think I did some, some learning on the fly there. Perhaps I can uh, implement that. Apply you know, maybe that to your own life, maybe? Pardon me? Apply some of those things to your own life. Yeah, maybe. I imagine that would be... That would be pretty good, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I could use more relaxing right now, so I'm hoping that this kicks me off into the appropriate amount of relaxation, not like like I don't want to show up next week and be like, Allison, I relaxed for an entire week. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't answer emails. I haven't uh, changed my clothes or showered. It's been so relaxing. Um, you'd be like, Chris, that's depression. <laughs> Welcome to the society. Yeah. oh gosh for some reason i'm imagining it as like a secret society and not a club like i know the correct phrase would be welcome to the club but no it had to be welcome to the society i actually <laughs> thought it was another pitch for the cult to be honest with you so oh i mean that would be a really good cult name because here's what i've learned you gotta get a cult name that's ungoogleable you know yeah. like if you really want to stay under the radar because Fun fact, uh, my grandparents were in a cult, mm. and their cult's name was so generic that it's, and I think they've actually literally managed to scrub the internet because you can find no mentions of it literally wow. anywhere. 
but it's because like their cult name was so generic it was the group so it's like try googling the group and yeah no kidding the society that that sounds ambiguous enough yeah no the society no one's gonna no one's gonna be able to google us and figure out we're a cult so uh join our the society yeah join the society I've been looking to make a really rash decision. So I think perhaps starting in the, the society uh, <laughs> could could be that rash decision. So I'm looking forward to that. Stay, um, stay tuned for that. We will put cryptic messages in the next 10 episodes for you to find direction to the location. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. If anyone's listening or we've piqued the interest of the FBI, we are not starting a cult. We are a small but growing podcast. Um and the most very off color sense of humor that's right and we do have a small facebook group where we try to be friendly called we're anxious about which we should post more in but everyone's welcome in and feel free to post and uh that yeah i should just clarify that's just a place to be kind and uh share some love and um not a cult so there you go so chris uh what fun cult related things are you patting yourself on the back for this past week Oh, I don't have any uncall related things. No, um, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm thrilled with the undertones of this episode. Um, yeah, I honestly haven't even thought of what I'm patting myself on the back for, but I, I do know yeah, what sorry, I, I kind of threw you a curveball. I was just like, we got to get no, off. No, this it's okay. I actually, I actually have it. I actually, I, I have the thing. I'm going to pat myself on the back for, um, and that is. Um, I'm not stalling here, actually. I actually don't know what I'm going to say. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just realized that uh, I've just been a little bit a little bit lonelier than usual, probably, um, which I guess happens when you um, aren't able to leave your small apartment and see anybody ever. So I've just tried to, um, instead of lamenting that, I've tried to take steps to improve that. So I played some rocket league yesterday online with one of my best buddies which is uh, for those who don't know a delightfully stupid game where you're a car playing soccer online i think i mentioned this probably towards the start of the podcast or maybe at that time i wasn't brazen enough to mention that i played a game (laughs) with little cars playing soccer but here we are um so I caught up. I'm pretty and, sure this is a, a first time revelation because I was okay. like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably. I mean, I play The Sims, so no judgment. I mean, at the beginning of the this the pandemic, the beginning of even recording this, the, the man voice that we talked about at the beginning was probably like, Chris, don't mention Rocket League. And now, <laughs> now you're just, patronizing inner bro. Yeah, exactly. So now I just can't, apparently I just can't be bothered. So, um, yeah, so we, we, I hopped on the phone with him yesterday and we played those little cars. Yeah, (laughs) no, my, my friend, a real human. Um, and yeah, we just chatted and played a stupid game for an hour and I didn't realize how much I just needed to just chat with somebody else and be stupid for a bit and, um, get out of my own head and, and that. So I'm patting myself on the back for, instead of doing what I usually do, which is like sort of lament the fact that uh, I don't get the chance to see people. I just actually tried to take a step and figure out, well, what is one thing I can actually do? And so yesterday night I, I played uh, some games and um, you know what? It, like in some sense, this sounds weird, but like it's almost easier just to like give up and be like, no, this sucks fully, completely full stop. But yeah. I, 
for my own sanity moving forward, I just like, I need to do those small things. It's worth mm-hmm. the effort for me to message somebody and be like, Hey, do you want to be 12 years old on the phone for an hour? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, do you want to just be idiots on the phone for an hour? I've known him since I was in grade three. So, you know, we, we are, just have that connection that, yeah, yeah. And, so anyways, I'm patting myself on the back for instead of drinking three beers and lamenting, um, Drinking three beers and playing Rocket League. <laughs> so there you go. What are you patting yourself on the back for? Um, I guess something a little similar. Like it's definitely been a time that's easier to sink into despair than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been being a little more, I don't know, just like trying to cultivate a little more like happiness and I sound like such a dweeb when I say like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, just like this morning, like taking that time to appreciate the snow and just like actually like consciously look at it and like consciously go for a walk in the snow with my dog and like let him off the leash and like watched him run around and was like smiling while he was doing those things. I just felt I was just present for a lot of the day today in a way that, I'm usually not. And maybe it's because I am 12 days strong of meditating every day. Thank you. Hold your applause. Um, <laughs> I refuse. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely feel like it's starting to kind of like pay some dividends. And I'm also kind of realizing that like I can feel frustration without necessarily needing to be a terrible bitch and give into it right like it's not, even, it, yeah. not even that but like yeah like you you give into that i think that's the crux of it is something i probably could have done better at recently too and i don't want to hijack your beautiful story because i was smiling the entire time and if people weren't smiling during that they're monsters but, <laughs> um i i do think like that's that it can be such a hard time right now but i i you know that's i think ultimately what meditation affords you is the ability to look at your thoughts without wholeheartedly accepting them and you and tying them as rocks to your body and jumping into the water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, so like, I'm kind of thinking of despair as like a tornado off in the distance. And I've never been like anywhere in the middle of the country where it has to deal with tornadoes. So like, excuse me if I'm way off explaining to you I don't know (laughs) but like I feel like when my emotions are like whirling out of control it's like a tornado and it's like I can choose to like walk into the tornado and be carried away like Twister or Dorothy or I can just like calmly watch from my tornado shelter and be like that's a tornado yeah (laughs) I like it wrapped up in it I like that metaphor a lot, actually. I think that holds I really true. I feel like true. our mutual friend, Stephanie, who is an Oklahoman, who is very acquainted with tornadoes, will have to tell us if that checks out or not. Yeah, I mean, it probably doesn't, but it does. So <laughs> it works there for the you purposes go. of this metaphor. If we've learned anything about the use of metaphors in this show, it's it's not the accuracy of the metaphor. It's it's the feeling of it. It's the, And the convolutions and the details. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I mean, we need a little bit of convolution. I mean, think, I think that's, I think that's all part of the fun, right? And it's something we thrive at. Let's be real. Oh yeah, that's why our episodes are all about an hour long. 
Yeah, that's true. I, even this episode at the beginning, I was like, so I don't know how long this one will be, but um, rest, uh, rest assured, it's, it always ends up kind of around the same length, which I'm happy with. I mean, at least we are consistent in some regard. Although we always show up every week too. So you know what? I'm just going to give us consistent and underline that. We deserve that title. We do. We do. Well, Let's this was Let's pat ourselves on for that collectively. Yes. Let's. This has been actually kind of a relaxing episode to record. I don't know. I feel like I'm actually ready to like go try to relax now. I, I still have some a little bit more work to do, but I totally and 100% agree that this was meta for me. Like I, I do feel more relaxed and more better, you know, better able to relax. And I hope, you know, we've done our job as uh, co-hosts of the show and, and maybe you know, offering that nugget to others and, and hopefully people will, can, can move forward with that. And we wish you much, uh, much wondrous future relaxing on the horizon. Um, if you're, if you're dear listener <laughs> and why guess, did you just suddenly become like a character from like an epistolary novel right now? I, you know what? I, I, even in the middle of that, <laughs> uh, like bizarre soliloquy, I was thinking the same thing. I, I don't, I switched from being like, yeah, I feel really good about this to being like, and I hope you shall too join us next week. There's like a fire in the distance. A scotch appeared in my hand. Yeah. You just like all of a sudden sounded like Dracula, but like at the beginning of his letters when everything was still chill. Right. Yeah. But, but there was the, there was a little bit of, if you rub between the lines, there was a touch of gloom there or, or doom at least. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm going to, I guess we'll just sort of rewind that and I'll make sure I don't turn into, I don't know, like a slightly intoxicated Mark Twain or something. Um, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening from Chris. <laughs> the, Definitely uh, not the reanimated corpse of Mark Twain. Definitely, Definitely not. not. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, we will catch you next week. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Find some time to relax. That's um, not a stressful order, just something to consider. All right. <laughs> Take care, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Take Bye. care. Have a great week. <laughs>